Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Well, good evening, everyone. Glad you're here. Thank you for joining us. If you're joining us online, we're glad that you're here with us as well. Uh, This is a different service. If this is your first service with Cross Community Church, I want to really encourage you to come back on Sunday. It will be a lot different. But today, tonight, is Ash Wednesday, and we call uh, we call that it that for a variety of reasons, and I'm going to go into some of that here in just a moment. But it is the beginning of a journey with Jesus. Uh, a 40, we say a 40-day journey. We don't count Sundays because those are still resurrection celebration Sundays. So all told, it's 46 days between now and Easter. And in this journey, we allow Jesus to lead us uh, deeper into our true self and on through to the cross and then on to resurrection at Easter. And so it's, it's a different service. And so I found myself wondering tonight, uh, are there some of you here, are you struggling with Ash Wednesday? It's okay if you are, you're here. You, you fought that battle and you're here. But it's okay if you're struggling. And I've, I've found that there are a few folks, a few different types of folks that struggle with the Ash Wednesday service. The first one is a new one, and it's because of the pandemic. Some of you are, going, are worried about the virus and that there's a lot of close interaction uh, during this service in particular. And we want you to know there is no forced participation, okay? So you participate in what you would like to participate in. Uh, we don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable. And if you're online, there are some things you just won't be able to participate in. But we're glad that you're here. Uh, Number two, uh, the type of person that struggles with the Ash Wednesday service is all of the symbolism and the strangeness of the symbolism. And I want to assure you that the symbolism and the symbols that we work with, with ash and with oil and the communion elements, these are all biblical. Uh, They may not have put the sign of a cross There's nothing like that in Scripture. But the ashes were often used as symbols of great sorrow and grief and repentance. That there is a sorrow and a grief that's that's attached to when we sin. And there is brokenness. And so this has been used for centuries to remind us of the journey to the cross includes Jesus taking on our sin and brokenness into himself to defeat it and to move us into new life. And so we enter into that story again of human brokenness and we enter in with those ashes and that symbol of grief and sorrow and a desire to repent. So that's, that's an important, that's, that's another person that struggles with, is all these symbols that happen. Third, um, there's the person who says, well, 
I'm already forgiven. I've given my life to Jesus and he's forgiven me and I'm living in that joy. And this, you know, why all this confession? Why all of this? And I, I got to thinking about that person. And I wanted to just take a moment because I also believe that, yes, even though we are following after Christ and all uh, that is going on, I, I do believe it's still biblical to be a part of a confessional community. In fact, I find this in Daniel chapter 9. I promise not to preach my homily now. But Daniel, uh, if you've ever read the book of Daniel, you find that Daniel, when he was a very young man, uh, was living in Jerusalem. But because of the sin and brokenness of the people of Israel, Daniel who may have just been a small boy, was carried off into captivity. And there he lived faithfully. There aren't many like really good characters in the Bible. Daniel, though, was one of them. And yet, as he lived his life in captivity as a faithful Jew, um, he found himself as an older man reading the Scriptures. And Daniel chapter 9 says he was reading from Jeremiah about the destruction of Jerusalem. He said, and I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. But that's not the, so there's that symbol again. But he said, I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed. Listen to this. O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with all who love him and obey his commands. We have sinned and done wrong. We have been wicked and have rebelled. We have turned away from your commands and the laws. We have not listened to your servant, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, our fathers, and all the people of the land. And it goes on and on. Daniel wasn't afraid when he said, The chosen children, your people, have sinned. He didn't put himself outside and say, they have. He said, we have. He let himself be led into his people's brokenness, even though he may not have been the one who was doing the breaking. I like to put it this way. He he let God put the you back in humanity. And that's part of what Ash Wednesday is for us. It's the journey where God puts you and you and you and you and you back in humanity. And boy, can we look around and see the brokenness of humanity today. There's one more type, but I'll save that for our homily later on in the service. But I hope that in your struggles, this will help you a little bit to enter in, to participate with these symbols, and to let God lead you back into humanity and to begin to pray, we are broken. We are in need. We need grace. We need Jesus. Amen? Let's take a moment of silence. You can bow your heads. You can close your eyes. You can focus on the cross 
uh, with your eyes open. Uh, But let's take a moment and be silent before the Lord. Would you join me in reading aloud our opening prayer this evening? Almighty and everlasting God, you hate nothing that you have made and forgive the sins of all who repent. Create and make in us new and humble hearts that we may receive from you the God of all mercy, perfect forgiveness through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Would you sing with me? Come now, fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy, Ever ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. He's the mountain fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming in utter darkness till you came and rescued me I was bound by all my sin when your love came and set me free now my soul can sing a new song now my heart has found a home now your grace is always with me and I'll never be alone Oh to grace how great a debtor Oh to grace how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be let thy goodness like a fetter Bind my wandering heart to Thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord. Take and seal it. Seal it for Thy courts above. 
Joel 2, 1 through 2, 12 through 17. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy hill. Let all who live in the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is close at hand, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and blackness. Like dawn spreading across the mountains, a large and mighty army comes, such as never was in ancient times, nor ever will be in ages to come. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all of your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the assembly. Bring together the elders. Gather the children, those nursing at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride in her chamber. Let the priests who minister before the Lord weep between the portal and the altar. Let them say, Spare your people, Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Please take a moment now to reflect and listen to God. Reading from Matthew 6. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, 
close the door and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. When you fast, do not look somber, as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Please take a moment for time for reflection and listening to God. Shout it aloud, do not hold back, raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the descendants of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways, as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves, and you have not yet noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all of your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife, and in striking each other with with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen, only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fast I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke To set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry 
and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked, to clothe them, and not to turn away from our, your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and the malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in be on, on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your, your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be recalled repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. Please take a moment to reflect on the word of God and listen to God. Isn't the name of Jesus wonderful? Isn't the name of Jesus wonderful? All the world can come to Him and have their sins removed. Isn't the name of Jesus wonderful? Isn't the name of Jesus beautiful? Isn't the name of Jesus beautiful? The Son of God and one of us, lover of our souls. Isn't the name of Jesus beautiful? Eternal King, you The glory of your name be lifted high so all the world will see your name is all we need your name is all we need isn't the name of Jesus powerful isn't the name of Jesus powerful 
the name of Jesus powerful the chains are broken when it's spoken every knee must bow isn't the name of Jesus powerful eternal king you Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb, and you taught me wisdom in that secret place. 
Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence, or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and grant a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God. You who are God, my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. About five or six years ago, I was away at my annual retreat and um, realized I forgot a lot of my books. The place where I go has a library and... uh, My eyes uh, fell on a book called The Way of a Pilgrim, and it's uh, it's written by our Orthodox Christian brothers and sisters, and uh, it's the story of a monk, but his his goal was to learn how to pray without ceasing, as the Bible tells us. And uh, one of the ways that they do that in the Orthodox Church is to to pray a simple prayer. simply the words, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And uh, there was just something about reading that story and seeing that pilgrim's diligence. As I was out running and jogging one day, as I do on retreat, um, the melody came uh, to me for those words and uh, so we're going to sing that today um, we've done it in the past it's kind of hard again I, I thought I'd already given my life to Jesus why am I singing Lord Jesus Christ have mercy on me a sinner and so I added in there what I felt like is the, is the call of Christ to the prayer of the pilgrim and simply come home, come home. Come home, O oh sinner, come home. So let's sing the prayer. It goes like this. Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, have mercy on me. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. There you go. Pretty simple. Let's sing that again. Lord Jesus Christ, the Son. 
Well, I've already told you about three types of people that tend to struggle with Ash Wednesday. Uh, those that are struggling with just the virus, again, reminder, no forced participation. Uh, those who uh, are struggling with the strangeness of the ceremony, I would encourage you to uh, lean into it. Remember, this is biblical. Um, you're entering into the story of Scripture and God's desire to call us home uh, to his willingness to confront us with sin in a tender, gentle way and invite us into the pain of human brokenness and to remind us that you are a part of humanity. You are the you that is, that is needed in humanity. But uh, the last group of people my heart really has gone out to in these last few days as I was thinking and preparing about this service, and, and that is the person whose self-loathing seems stronger than God's self-giving. They're they're the person that says, I already feel so terrible about myself. Why would I want to spend an entire hour picking at that scab? That's the last thing I want to do. I do that all the rest of the hours of the day. And so it's, 
It's fitting then that we lead into this time before we move towards the repentance and ashes, the praying for healing and the need for the the healing of the brokenness of our bodies and our lives. And we enter into the table at communion. And that we sang that song that ends with Jesus' cry to those who feel like their self-loathing is stronger than God's self-giving. That we hear, come home. Come home. And I wanted to read to you just a little bit of the Gospel of Luke. During Lent, we will be reading that devotional book, These 40 Days. I hope you've picked that up. If not, uh, if you're joining us online, you can get that online as a digital download. Uh, It is $6. Go to Amazon and uh, download that. Uh, You can read along. It's a daily devotion. And and Jaron Rowell is a phenomenal writer and pastor, and you'll want to be a part of that. And he's going to take us on Sundays through Matthew. However, the lectionary passages are from the Gospel of Luke. And so you're going to get a a double dose of Gospel during Lent. Is that okay? You'll get Matthew if you're reading along there. And then we'll join with all of our brothers and sisters who follow the lectionary. And we'll hear the Gospel readings from Luke. Except for one random Sunday where they decided to use John. I have no idea why. But I want those of you who feel like your self-loathing is stronger than God's self-giving. I want you to hear um, what Jesus says is, is a great desire for Him. And this is found in Luke chapter 22. And it's really just one verse in, in verse 15, but I want to set it up. He, is, he has been traveling with His disciples for a long time. And I just want to let you in on a little secret. Jesus' disciples, they missed the point most of the time. Maybe they caught it here and there. But even in the great moments, it was usually right after that they messed up. So feel completely comfortable in their presence and in their company. We're meant to. But he gathers them all together in what we typically call the Last Supper. And what we're going to celebrate as communion tonight. And he gets them ready and he wants to prepare them. They're going to celebrate the Passover feast. And he gets them together, these guys who don't get him, these ones who are just broken individuals, broken humanity. In just a little while, they're going to betray him and run away from him. And yet, these are his words when they finally gather together for this meal said, when the hour came, this is verse 14, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. That, that word there, I'm not going to give you a Greek lesson tonight, but that word there is, is a passionate, a deep, strong desire. And Jesus said to these broken human beings who in just a little while were going to desert him entirely. And he knows all of this. And yet he says to those who might in just a few, in 24 hours are going to betray him and leave. They might be doomed for a lot of self-loathing. He says to them, I have greatly desired to eat this meal with you. With you. 
Does that change anything in your self-loathing? To know that Jesus, who knows everything about you, the places that you hate, the places that you hope no one sees, the things that you see in the mirror that you don't want anyone else to see, and you wish that you could unsee about yourself, Jesus comes to you tonight at the beginning of Lent and says to you, I have greatly desired to eat this meal with you. I don't know, that just, that struck me. That the one who knows me best, and yes, the one who is unafraid to point out brokenness so that it may be dealt with and healed and learned from and grown out of, He looks at all of that and still says to you and to me, to you who are watching online, one of my greatest desires is to eat this meal with you. For you to know that it is my body that is broken for you. It is my blood that is shed and poured out as a new covenant for you. And I know who you are. And I greatly, passionately, deeply desire to eat this meal with you. I don't know that there's any greater message that I could share with you on this land. If you're here today or you're joining us online and you know the deep brokenness in your life, I want you to hear Jesus saying directly to you, I greatly desire to eat this meal with you. You see, we here in the Church of the Nazarene, we believe that somehow, mysteriously, Jesus' grace and presence comes into the bread and the cup. We don't know. We don't try and figure out how that works. We just believe that there is grace. In fact, John Wesley's own mother, Anna, believes that she was converted, that the saving grace of Jesus came to her at the altar in the bread and the cup of communion. And maybe that will be there for you today as well. But if Jesus needs to lead you to the ashes of repentance, is there no one better to do that than the one who knows everything you try and hide from in the mirror and says, I have greatly, passionately, deeply desired to eat this meal with you. Come to the table. So tonight, you probably already see where we're going. The mirror is here in front. And I know that's hard. I, I have people in my, this mirror is typically, typically in my office. It's over in the corner. And I have people who will come in to talk with me. And as soon as they sit down and see that they can see themselves in the mirror, they choose a different seat. <laughs> and sometimes the hardest place to encounter your own image is in front of Jesus. And friends, I want you to know tonight 
that your self-loathing is not greater than God's self-giving in Jesus. And he deeply, passionately longs to eat this meal with you, the person in the mirror. And so tonight, in just a minute, as we move into the time of the symbols and participating and entering into the story, I want to encourage you, don't just come and grab a communion and, and run back to your seat or run to an altar. I want you to take a moment and pick up the cup that has the little bread on it. And I want you to look in the mirror and read the words. Shed for you. Broken for you. And I want you to know that Jesus, His great desire is to eat this meal with you. Will you do that? I want to bless the bread and the cup by uh, just reading the story from Luke, now that I've lost my place. Luke 22. Jesus said, I have greatly desired to eat this meal with you. For I tell you, I will not eat of it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom. And after taking the cup, he said, take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Take and eat. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Will you tonight, my friends, fulfill Jesus' great desire to eat this meal with you? I hope you will. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Help me and help my brothers and sisters to hear your answer to that prayer. Come home. Come home. Help those of us who are struggling with the symbols to dare to enter into the story this Lenten season and journey with you, the faithful one, all the way to the cross. And help us to do that with a deep desire, a deep knowing that you long to walk with us. Help those of us who are already in joy following after you in forgiveness. May we allow you to lead us back into the ashes of human brokenness. To pray to fast that you might heal our world and that you would allow us or allow you to put the you 
back into humanity. And for those of my brothers and sisters who are struggling with self-loathing right now, may they hear your deep desire. And may they come to know, deeply know, that their self-loathing is not stronger than your self-giving. Call them to your table. May they boldly look into the mirror and receive what you have broken for them and shed for them. And receive it with gratitude. For we pray these things in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. In just a minute, we're going to play some music. And then we enter into the moving parts of this service. So again, no forced participation. But my friends, if you need to enter to the table, Jesus has greatly desired for you to eat this meal. Come, take one of the communion uh, elements there and read in the mirror. Look in your own eyes and receive what he greatly desires for you to eat. Then if you need to, you can move to pray at one of the altars or you can move into the next part of the service. Pastor Kyle will be down here um, placing or implementing the ashes. It's simply he's going to make the sign of a cross in ashes, the sign of grief. But it is the sign of the cross that it is Jesus who will lead you safely into grief and brokenness. It is Jesus that will lead through to healing. It is Jesus who will call you to pray for our world. And does our world need prayer tonight? It does. I'll be down on this side, and if you need some kind of healing this year, this is just oil, nothing magical about it. It's a symbol of the Holy Spirit's healing presence. And if you need a physical touch, we believe in doctors and medicine, but we believe where their wisdom ends, God's is just beginning. And we leave room for him to heal. But it doesn't have to just be physical. If you're praying that God would release you from an addiction or would heal something in your spirit or in your emotions or in a relationship, you can also come and ask for prayer and I will anoint you for healing. So let's stand. And I'm just going to invite you. Come to the table. Come. Receive the symbols of brokenness and the symbols of healing as the music plays. Then go back to your seat when you have done all that you want to and we'll dismiss here in just a moment. Amen.
this time and that you'll continue to join us uh, all throughout Lent as we journey toward the cross with Jesus. I pray that you will sense and leave this place knowing that his great desire is to be with you. Wherever you are, whether you're in this building or joining us from somewhere else online, pray that you would know that deeply. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for knowing us. Thank you for caring about us. Caring about us enough to expose our brokenness and call us to healing. Thank you for desiring to meet us at your table and invite us there. Thank you for healing our brokenness. May we trust you to lead us to the cross. See your great love on display there, this Lent and this Easter time. May we celebrate your goodness. For we pray this in your name. Amen. Would you stand and receive this blessing from Thessalonians? May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful. And He will do it. God bless you. I send you out in His name, in His generosity, in His healing, and in His leading. I pray this in the name of the Father who is for us, in the name of the Son who is with us, and in the name of the Holy Spirit who is in us. One God forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace, and we'll see you on Sunday. Thank you for joining us online. Have a great rest of your week. We'll hopefully see you on Sunday as well. for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast. Please fill out a connect card on our website at c3nas.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website.